0: we'd like to welcome you back to part three of our mega study for February 28th, 2016, regarding the ancient... uh, We're going to be discussing the ancient astronaut lie, but particularly the alien agenda disclosure deception that is on the horizon, and a lot of different things that are commingled with that. Now, I ended the last part, and I was going to talk more about the a couple studies I'd done on the ancient astronaut lie. <clears throat> and that's the title of the first one. The Shocking Origin of the Intelligent Design Theory. Did this back in '07. This is a special study I felt convicted to do after viewing a 27 minute internet video put out by the Raelian cult. The video does one of the most thorough jobs of condensing most of the coming New Age, New World Order lies that I have ever witnessed. The literal railing video did. Most of these lies seem to be so appealing to the unsaved. For the same reason Eve, Eve was seduced by the serpent in the Garden of Eden, because they promised she shall be as gods. If anyone buys into this, then all accountability to a holy god goes out the window, and they, f- they feel they can live any way they want. That's why a lot of these cults are so appealing. Satan is still the most subtle beast of the field and he has not changed his tactics as you will see when you listen to the audio. In this teaching I will be playing the sound from the video and stopping to comment along the way uh, so I can ultimately present a full rebuttal to this most egregious heresy. The ancient astronaut theory is going to unfortunately take many people to hell and is going to be one of the cornerstones of the grand deception the Antichrist will perpetrate. And this is what we're totally seeing confirmation of today. I did this back in 07 and now we're seeing... So much of what has been presented today already has been based on this ancient astronaut lie where you know these benevolent aliens came millions of years ago and seeded our planet with what wound up being humanity after the evolutionary process uh, kicked in. So they can put a little shout out to Darwin on that too. Just all lies. Then another study I did even earlier called the intelligent design lie in 06 in this teaching we will look at how intelligent design is not biblical but actually has its origin original roots in 19th century deism in the new age movement and currently in a pseudo-science and of mathematics which believes that which disbelieves in biblical creationism yet most Christians believe that intelligent design is biblical In the 1990s, the New Age author began to teach interventionist creation, in which aliens came to Earth millions of years ago and created Earth as we see it now, including all humans. Oh, that's even a bigger whopper. They created Earth, too, of course. Uh, And then they just left. This little heresy has now evolved into the modern-day New Age theory that supposes that superintelligent aliens intervened in world history at just the right time to create the world as we know it. Today, this theory has a new name, with a pseudoscience um... in mathematics to make the concept believable the term for this new theory is intelligent design in other words in its purest form this theory teaches that millions of years ago mankind was created by aliens claiming to be gods of our creation aka the ancient astronaut theory so between these two studies if you're not familiar with that you can get up to speed there uh... and again i posted the links in the pdf or you can go to the contendingfortruth.com website and just key in one of the keywords and you'll, ancient astronaut or astronaut you'll find it Okay. Let's go further. I'm going to play a real brief video clip here that's entitled, CFO, CIA UFO Files Released, and why? Well, the why is because of the soft disclosure.
1: It's the 1st of February, 2016, and it's actually happening. This has to happen before uh, the Republic is reformed. Holy guacamole! The CIA just began declassifying. I
0: really can't stand when they use the word "holy" in front of something really irreverent, like guacamole. Say unholy guacamole, okay? I get that, but don't 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 say holy. Don't 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 yoke up the word "holy" with some stupid, asinine, irreverent word like that. I just I can't stand it. Anyway he's saying they've got this theory and this is probably part of the Nassara movement where you've got a lot of people out there saying that we're going to restore the Republic. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And when the benevolent, benevolent aliens come to make everything right or whatever, and then there's other parts of it that we're going to restore the public and there's not going to be any alien intervention. It's just going to be pure patriotism. And we're going to do this in and of our own volition and power. And so there's different flavors of it. Um, Anyway, let's go further. ...declassifying
1: the UFO files. That's correct, folks. Apparently, the Central Intelligence Agency, CIA, this is their website, take a peek into our X-Files. They have just begun declassifying all of their files.
0: And the CIA has began doing this, and this was, in, this was published in February 1st, 2016. So this just started happening. Uh, Again, this is, and it's right off the CIA website, you're seeing this as as he's um, doing it. This looks pretty legitimate to me. Again, all confirmation that this this, um, green light for the soft disclosure is beginning in earnest.
1: Everything. You can go there by typing in the story, take a peek at our X-Files. Now this has to happen. They're actually exposing all of their letters. This is the beginning. This has to happen. Now, see, this is 1952. So, we developed our first flying saucer in 1950. We've already shown that on YouTube. The Nazis developed it in 36, but were contained to the, into the Arctic. Now, here we are over the Belgian Congo in 1952. These were not our flying saucers, because we were developing the Skycraft... Sky at Forestall Research, you're looking at a guy who actually saw it. These are early letters. 1952, we only had a couple of experimental flying saucers. Warner von Braun and his paperclip Nazis were building them for us. Flying saucers. 1949, before our first skycraft was built. And like I said, we've shown this on videos. You can look up VRI Real or the Thule Society or dozens of other. Societies, director of the memorandum. Two director of the Central Intelligence Agency, assistant director, office of scientific intelligence. Did you know we had an office of scientific intelligence? I mean, I don't know what to say. This is this was this is supposed to happen before the republic is established. The republic of the United States is supposed to come in north of Reno, and then apparently it was funded today, and then they're going to have alien landings now.
0: And again, I've been hearing about this stuff for years. Nisera was the first one. They're still there. They're still out there plugging away. And, and the thing is, is you look at, okay, where are they getting their information from? Oh, from the ascended masters that are channeling through their mediums to tell them that, you know, help is on the way. The ascended masters are going to be here soon. They're going to bail this out. They're going to get rid of the evil evil cabal that Obama runs in the, in the world and the Illuminati. That's all going to be done away with. And we're going to come in as your benevolent saviors. So again, please be be very, very careful where you're you're putting your trust here because this guy is just most likely very deluded on that end. You know, if he thinks that this disclosure event that's happening is going to be the trigger for the Ascended Masters to come and for this Republic to be restored. You know, so I would just, you know, caution you on on all of that.
1: What I'm showing you is hard evidence from the Central Intelligence Agency subject flying saucers... Um, You can see the names on these. They're releasing the information.
0: Okay, so that's all I'm going to play on that one. Uh, That's one thing. CIA is doing this. Never done before, as far as I know. All of a sudden, all of this stuff is coming out. All of this is being released at at a, a very accelerated pace. Next report. Thousands of documents disclosing aliens, UFOs, soon to be released by the U.S. Navy whistleblower. So now we have a U.S. Navy whistleblower coming out. Uh this was just this report just came out February 17th. On February 15th, Britain's Express newspaper announced that a new whistleblower is about to publicly emerge with thousands of documents concerning extraterrestrial life. Nick Pope, a former government official that led an investigation by Britain's Ministry of Defense into the UFO files for 3 years, has declared that the whistleblower is a genuine insider. And before The other mega-study that I did back in September I gave you the links for in the PDF on the alien disclosure agenda, I mean, I played tons of clips of that Corey Good guy and and David Wilcock and and how all of this is is being given the green light, basically, to come out and start putting out this information about disclosure. Now it just seems like it's coming from all these different avenues uh, that this is happening on. So going further here, it says, uh, Nick Pope, a former government official that led an investigation by Britain's Ministry of Defense into the UFO files for three years, has declared that the whistleblower is a genuine insider. Uh, the Express described the whistleblower as a third-class third petty officer with the U.S. Navy, who worked for three years, 1986 to 1989, at the Naval Telecommunications Center within the former Naval Air station at Moffett Field near San Francisco, where he gained access to the documents. The whistleblower, according to the Express, filed a report with the Mutual UFO Network on February 13th, claiming he wants to promote disclosure. He was quoted as saying, I'm not reporting UFO sightings, rather a UFO-related experience. I have copies of my security clearances. I personally handled, viewed, and delivered thousands of documents involving UFO ET projects. My secrecy agreement with the U.S. government expired in October of 2014. The express story then continued. Uh, He said that the UFO ET phenomenon were real, and that hopefully disclosure would happen in my lifetime since he was in his early 60s at this time. In the report, he said, I was required to deliver whatever this is, TS code, word designations to... Cosmic to SRA to ESL Sylvania, Lockheed Skunk Works, TRW, Raytheon, Berkeley Labs, Lawrence Livermore Labs, and other think tanks throughout the Silicon Valley. The whistleblower's background has important similarities with another recent whistleblower, William Tompkins, who also claims he worked with the U.S. Navy as a courier of highly classified information concerning extraterrestrial life and technology to a major aerospace industries and think tanks from 1942 to 1945. After this, Tompkins worked with a number of leading aerospace companies in 1947 including Northrop, Lockheed, Douglas Aircraft Corporation, TRW, and General Dynamics. Tompkins has included a number of documents in his autobiography which is entitled Selected by Extraterrestrials. They reveal his work in designing kilometer-long spacecraft. In the nineteen fifties and sixties. These were eventually built and deployed by the US Navy as space battle fleets in the nineteen eighties. So, yeah, a lot of the information you're you're gonna see is that we've been up in space for a long, long time. And what they refer to as these rockets that go to the moon, they're referred to as buckets of bolts. Okay. We've been up in space for a long time, we've had that interstellar travel capability for a long time we have bases on mars we have bases on other planes we have bases on the dark side of the moon i mean for people that are coming out and disclosing this information it's just very very matter of fact okay so it's just something that's been suppressed in the media obviously Tompkins is working on the next edition to his autobiography where he will release more of the documents he accumulated during his military and corporate career that support his claims of U.S. Navy and corporate involvement in extraterrestrial UFO projects. Could the thousands of documents soon to be released by the new whistleblower mark the start of the long-anticipated document dumps that the secret space, space program whistleblower Corey Goode has been discussing since mid-2015? Now, he was the gentleman that I played interviews of Uh, in the last mega-study on the Alien Agenda. Now, since then, he's come out with so many more audios, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Him and that David Wilcock guy have all these different audios. They're about a half-hour piece. They're on Gaia TV, of all places, and, and I'm not saying I buy into all of what he's saying. I'm not saying I believe it. I'm not saying that you should believe it. I'm just telling you that they're at a breakneck speed regarding this alien disclosure stuff. I mean, stuff I've never even envisioned or imagined. But is it like this total recall scenario that, that was portrayed with Arnold Schwarzenegger where these memories that supposedly he's able to recall spot on are being put there uh, via some type of programming, where they're they're actually you know being I don't know downloaded into the brain, and they seem like it's a life that he actually really lived, but he actually really didn't. So again, how much of this is 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 true, how much of it is fiction? Hard to say. But there is a ton of effort that is being devoted toward this disclosure agenda, and hopefully we've already proven that, and we got a long way to go. So now, on June 15th, this Corey Good wrote, and remember, he's the main one that's been coming out lately with all of these interviews, Uh, a full disclosure event would consist of a major data dump on the internet with many hundreds of thousands of document, audio, and video files on multiple mirrored sites for everyone to have access to. There would be a collapse of the corporate media machine and a 24-7 television and radio, really re-education campaign is what they should call it, would be initiated by I mean I can't assume anything but by the benevolent alien races. Not all channels and stations would be co-opted, so people are are not overwhelmed and had the option to tune out as they needed as they needed to due to the stress this would produce. Because you have to understand all of this is gonna the the, the very core of this, the very tenant of these document dumps is gonna be attacking Christianity. Guaranteed. Is is going to be Getting you to doubt your faith in the Word of God, getting you to to believe that there is no such thing as God, getting you to believe that these ancient aliens created us and seeded this planet. That's that's the that's the whole thrust. Getting you to believe that 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 Jesus Christ was never even crucified on the cross, and he was actually all he was was a, was a good man. When he was an ascended master, one of the lower ascended masters, who they refer to as Master Jesus, who is going to make his bodily appearance pretty soon with Maitreya and. Saint Germain and all of these other ascended masters that are going to be emissaries for these various UFO factions and come to us like they're the good guys. Like on V kind of that whole thing. I'll play a clip of that a little bit later. But that's that's how they're going to come like they're, you know, the best thing since sliced bread. They're going to have all the the uh, ways to heal us physically. And they're going to have these whiz-bang vaccines they're going to use on us that are going to, you know, really, really help us out a whole bunch. Of course again, can. You know, you're going to be half-alien at that point, or your DNA is going to be totally defiled. You're not going to be fully human anymore. Um, You know, a few changes, tweaks in our physiology. Yes, it's not going to hurt anything. I mean, it's just going to totally condemn you to a devil's hell, probably, because you're not going to be fully human anymore. But other than that, it's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah. And just gets you to doubt every single aspect of the word of God and, the, and that the word of God was something that was put there by corrupt religious institutions that were controlled by men and there's no real merit in the word of God and it's all a bunch of lies and fables and yes, Jesus was a good man but you got him wrong. He was Master Jesus and he's one of us and and, and he really didn't die on the cross and, and all of this other stuff. I'm telling you. And they're going to take you back to the crucifixion and say here's what really happened and they're going to have firsthand eyewitness footage of the crucifixion i've 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 read this in too many spots here's what happened and you're going to see jesus wasn't even crucified and then he probably they're going to probably say that he went on to marry mary magdalene or whatever and she became a ascended master and you know that whole merovingian bloodline thing so anyway um i believe now granted that may not be what they would release right off the bat I think they'd kind of ease us into that. But anything that Satan can do through this this document dump to start getting you to doubt the Word of God, I'm telling you, that's the whole goal. Not all channels and stations would be co-opted. I already read that. As originally envisioned, the document dumps would reveal all the truth about the secret space programs and the extraterrestrial alliances. And this would lead to war crimes and major global changes. See, war crimes, because they're going to say, oh, look at all the stuff that, you know, Kissinger did, and, and Dick Cheney, and and, and probably all of it will be true. <laughs> and they're going to come off like the, you know, the, 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 the knights, the, the white knights on the, on the, on the white horse, you know, coming to save the day. That's how they're going to portray themselves. Um, so, they cataclysm. A catalyzing event such as a global economic collapse was argued by a secret space program alliance to be the necessary to be necessary for the document dump plan to move forward. Why would they say that? Order out of chaos. They want to bring their new world order out of the chaos of a global financial collapse, and who knows what else. Why? Because they want you to be good and desperate, Good and afraid, good and desperate for what they're going to foist on you. Because they know at that point they'll have your attention you know satan knows how to get people's attention you have a global financial collapse maybe a global pandemic global wars ah, he's got your attention he's got that order out of chaos thing going on there shock and awe so that's i believe what they're talking about here in the previous article published on January 1st I wrote about recent meetings by the elite groups which indicated that negotiations were secretly underway to prevent the catalyzing event from occurring okay why would they want to do that well the global evil cabal like that Obama represents and the Clintons and the Bushes and those guys in the in the the illuminati that's not aligned with the supposed whatever benevolent alien races which is a bunch of garbage they don't want this to happen. They want things to continue status quo. They want to maintain the power. They want to maintain what they've been doing. So they don't want this document dump to occur. Okay, Catalyzing events uh, such as an economic collapse, as Good was told, could be prevented by a new financial system being put into place to reform the current financial system. Thus, China and the BRICS nations could come forward to rescue the tottering international financial system in exchange for a variety of benefits. This has led Good's current report that a decision has been made by an alliance of global elites and secret space program groups that the massive document dumps will not be going ahead after all. So now they're backpedaling some here. Uh, But again, who do you believe? (laughs) You know, am I going to believe any of these people? You know. A more limited disclosure plan has been agreed upon. Now, I will say this. That's exactly what is happening. A limited, soft disclosure. Not at all at once type of disclosure. A soft disclosure. Which is exactly what's happening. It's what I'm outlining and documenting today and in many, many other teachings. But it's really ramping up now. Uh, This limited disclosure, which will spread out the document releases over an extended period to allow the public to better acclimate to the disturbing information they contain in this regard good wrote yesterday i was told heavily credentialed people who have worked in the lower military intelligence secret space program are being prepped and coached to be whistleblowers and provide truth to the public hence these two navy whistleblowers hence The CIA releasing their documents on the UFOs, just like in the last few weeks. Yeah, it's happening. The same group had a direct message sent to me that I should back off of the full disclosure narrative as it was irresponsible to the public. As to whether Tompkins' testimony itself is part of a full or partial disclosure plan, it is important to point out that Tompkins received the go-ahead to begin writing his autobiography in 2001 by Admiral Hugh Webster, a former corporate director of the U.S. Navy League. In 2009, Tomp- Thompsons began collaborating with Dr. Robert Wood, who is a 43-year veteran retired from McDonnell Douglas. Who was so impressed by Tompkins' information and documents that he eventually became the editor of the book? And here's a here's a uh, picture of it. It's called "Selected by Extraterrestrials." William Mills Tompkins. I guess you could go buy it, um, or maybe rent it at a library. Uh, "Selected by Extraterrestrials." Or check it out at a library. I don't rent it <laughs> anyway. "Selected by Ex- Extraterrestrials." The book was only recently released in December of 2015. But I'm not even telling you to read this garbage. Because it's you have to understand, all of this is going to come from an unsaved perspective. None of it's going to come through a biblical lens. All of it is going to ultimately end up questioning your faith in Jesus Christ. I don't see any point to read it. You know, I think it's a waste of time, basically. And unless you have, Unless you feel led to do research in that area. That's why I do these studies. I'm trying to give everything in one concise format. Well, I know I got like, probably like 50 plus teachings on this but it's about as good as i could do considering the voluminous amount of information and the things i've had to add to it but I'm, I'm trying to do that and present it through a biblical lens so that it is not something that when you see this your faith is shaken i'm trying to strengthen your faith on the solid rock of christ jesus through the word of god and let you know that this garbage although not the specifics of all of this garbage, was predicted in the word of God. This grand, strong, delusion, deception. Clearly predicted. And we haven't even seen the signs and lying wonders and miracles that are coming when the Antichrist and the false prophet. Can you imagine when that starts to get going? You know how that's going to add two things? Uh, let's go further here. So this book, Selected by Extraterrestrials, was only released in December 2015. So we're just talking like, you know, a few months ago. But its 14-year gestation, mm, it was gestating, uh, means that it long predates elite negotiations over full and partial disclosure. So in other words, he finally got the green light to release it after its 14-year gestation, um, meaning that now... There are certain aspects of the military and the government that are saying, okay, go ahead, start releasing this stuff. It's time that we really push this soft disclosure into full gear. We're going to have all of these credible whistleblowers come out that actually worked in the military, and um, that's how we're going to do it. And it appears that's what they're doing. And then you got shows like The X-Files and all of the other sci-fi shows and movies that are also pushing it. The 2001 approval by Admiral Webster suggests that Tompkins' revelations are part of a U.S. Navy sanctioned disclosure plan that has been in place for some time, but is now moving into high gear. Consequently, the February 13th report to MUFON, by another U.S. Navy whistleblower, suggests that the Navy is encouraging former personnel to openly blow the whistle on top-secret projects involving extraterrestrial life, and UFOs by coming forward and releasing documents that substantiate their testimonies. I mean, they're not killing these people. These people are basically given the green light by the navy to start doing this. That's a real change in direction. <laughs> Before they were killing these people, now they're they're giving their blessing. So you're just you're seeing this explosion, you're going to see more of an explosion of this and this is why I've had a hard time keeping up. Because there's been so much coming at me on this subject alone. Next report. Will the government document dumps reveal secret space programs and aliens in 2016? And this is kind of an uh, expanded version, a little different aspect in the last report. In June of 2015, details emerged of a full disclosure plan allegedly developed by an alliance of secret space programs to reveal to the world the truth about these highly classified programs. And the existence of extraterrestrial life, according to Corey Good, who claims to have worked in several secret space programs for 20 years, and in early 2015 uh, was appointed as a liaison for the visiting group of extraterrestrials. The the full disclosure plan envisioned massive document dumps. So let me just read that last sentence again. According to Corey Good, who claims to have worked in several secret space programs for 20 years, and in early 2015. Was, uh, was appointed as a liaison for the visiting group of extraterrestrials. This is the guy I played the interview of last time. Uh, several different clips of him. And he comes off as very credible. I'll, I'll be honest. He comes off like he doesn't have a hidden agenda and he's very credible. And, you know. So, I, again, whether those memories have been implanted in him, like the total recall thing uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, or whether they're things that he genuinely experienced, I, I can't say for sure. But I know that ultimately the agenda that he's putting forth is a satanic lie, you know, that totally contradicts the word of God and that will ultimately try to destroy the faith of every Bible-believing Christian on the planet. So I don't trust any of them as far as I could throw them. The guy interviewing him, Daniel Wilcox, says that he's that he's the reincarnation of Edgar Casey. So he doesn't have too big of a head going on there. And so, you know not again not saying i trust or believe but i'm telling you this is what they are releasing this is what they are saying now you've got the cia you've got high level navy military people that are coming out and they're being given the green light and they're not being stopped you know and then all the sci-fi agenda too so i've just never seen that happen not in my lifetime so going forward it is not unprecedented for official documents concerning UFOs and extraterrestrials, extraterrestrial life to be released in a trickle to the public. This previously occurred with the Majestic documents, beginning in the late 1980s, which were released by White Hats in the CIA and others in the U.S. National Security Apparatus to the UFO exopolitics um, researchers. When you hear the word exopolitics, I believe it stands for extraterrestrial politics. That's what they're in reference to the majestic documents were released over an approximate 20 year period starting from 1984 and have been investigated by ufo researchers such as dr robert wood who has rigorously used document verification techniques to confirm their authenticity i'm going to go ahead and play this i believe it's a pretty short video here yeah
2: we have selected the techniques that question document examiners use, and we've hired some question document examiners.
0: Now this is authentication of the Majestic documents, MJ-12 documents, released by the government you know, decades ago regarding this subject. So they've been doing this, but this is the first set of documents that were released. And those techniques
2: are very powerful because they permit a judge in a courtroom to tell the difference between a genuine document and a fake document. The degrees of authenticity can be determined by comparison of the specialized stamps, file numbers, date formats, line spacing, and paragraphing with known, authentic archival documents. File markings are often particularly telling. Some of the documents have misspelled words. Does this mean they're frauds? We don't think so. These originals are probably rough drafts, which would have typos and temporary spellings until the final draft was complete are talking about leaked documents, the provenance of leaked documents, we need to know where they've come from. We need to see the originals and one has to admit that in 99% of cases we do not see the originals. We have several documents that are original pages. These permit testing that cannot be done with copies. For example, we can date a document by analyzing its ink. A small sample is punched out leaving a pinhole in the paper. The ink is then dissolved, and by using liquid chromatography, the colors are compared with a standard library of inks. The imprint made by the individual typewriter keys can be used to compare with a library of typewriter fonts. The watermark on the paper can often be found and dated. Sometimes we can even see through the blacked out areas and decipher the hidden words.
0: Okay, that was just a little clip there, but again, adding some more verification that this is a serious effort by a lot of serious people involved to authenticate these documents. Uh, It just really appears that this is going to take on a much higher level of authenticity by our own certain factions of our own government with this soft disclosure that's being referenced here Um, whereas before you didn't have that governmental stamp of approval or people coming forward where they were saying "Oh, okay these documents have been authenticated and they're and they're legit and they're we know they're from the government or whatever so just again i haven't seen this before and it would make sense if they were going to try to really make this all legitimate that this is what they would be doing The Majestic Documents have cast light on many dark corners of the highly classified world of extraterrestrial life and advanced technologies. The release of the Majestic Documents are an example of how the release of even a trickle of documents can help enormously in preparing the public for truth. Yeah, well, just be careful what truth you're embracing because that truth most likely commingle with a lot of garbage. Given the high risks involved in waiting for a catalyzing event for full disclosure to occur, it would be wise to begin the document dump process as soon as possible in 2016. Now remember, this these reports I'm reading from here are from this exopolitics.org. So they're very, very, very pro-disclosure. They're the ones promoting Corey Good and David Wilcock. They're this David, this Michael Salia guy is like their their guy that's putting this out. So They're very much in favor of all of this. So you have to understand that I'm not in agreement with a lot of what they're saying here. I'm telling you this is what they're saying. Um, So I just wanted to clarify that. Let's go forward. Uh, Let's see. It would be wise to begin document dump process as soon as possible in 2016, which they're already doing, obviously. With a trickle that can easily be accelerated as the general public becomes more receptive to learning the truth about the secret space programs and extraterrestrial life. See, this is why I wanted to do the study again. I don't want you to hear about this on some nightly news report first, especially about some of the new information that we covered this time. I don't want it to be the first time you hear about it is is, is in the 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 carefully controlled document dumps that are coming, and given through the lens of of the, either these benevolent supposedly even though they're straight from the pit of hell alien races or the government working with them i want you to have already known about this and have viewed it through a biblical lens first so that you're not deceived let's go further here okay so continuing on uh we have the uh let's see here okay i'm sorry i uh just trying to make sure all my audio was cool there. Uh, next report. Stargate SGI 1. Soft disclosure according to the secret space program Whistleblower. Could the highly popular television series Stargate sg 1. Stargate sorry, I'm just modifying something here. Uh, which aired from 1997 to 2007 be more science than fiction. Secret space program whistleblower Corey Goode claims it is based on real-life advanced technologies found all over the planet, solar system, and galaxy. So now they're coming out, and I was, honestly, I was wondering when they were going to do this. They're coming out and saying Stargate SG-1 is, was real. And he's also said Stargate Atlantis was real, basically. Now, again, I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying that that is the case. But I'm telling you, this is what they're getting ready to most likely disclose. And I mean, if you look at the Stargate movies, you've at, you look at other movies and series that have portrayed Stargates in them, um, like They Live, where you had, and that was one of the earliest ones, where they were actually portaling people to other, looked like other galaxies near the end of the show, when the guy was giving them the tour of the building. Uh, that was probably one of the first times you'd seen a Stargate portaling technology out there. But all the effort that Hollywood has went into to just the Stargate series alone, you've got Stargate SGI one, which went for 1997 to 2007. You got Stargate Atlantis, which went for five or six seasons. Then you got Stargate Universe, you probably got all kind of other things I'm, I don't even know about out there regarding that. Look at all the effort that Hollywood has devoted to this one subject. Okay, I mean, literally it was part of the name. Stargate Atlantis, Stargate SGI-1, Stargate Universe. So they've sure went through a lot of trouble for nothing if there's nothing behind it. So, secret space plower, uh, program whistleblower Corey Good claims it's based on real life advanced travel technologies found all over the planet, solar system, and galaxy. In the latest Cosmic Disclosure episode entitled Portals, the Cosmic Web, Good responds to questions posed by the host David Wilcock about various kinds of travel technologies used by the ancient societies and extraterrestrial civilizations. Good describes the difference between various portal or wormhole technologies that either naturally occurred or were built by highly advanced ancient technologies. Meaning there's some of these technologies, these wormhole, these portal technologies that supposedly naturally occur through magnetic vortexes on the planet, maybe where ley lines cross, I don't know. I don't know all the specifics. And then there's some that are have actually been created like what was portrayed in all of the Stargate series, where it's like this ring that you go through. Uh, let's go further here. So, this, this is virtually the same scenario depicted in the Stargate SG-1 series, um, where they were actually built by highly advanced civilization, you know, our, our ancient astronaut creators, essentially. So what it's going to boil back to. Where Stargates are described as being built by a race called the ancients okay and uh, and then you get into the whole Atlantis thing and Lemuria and all of this other garbage and, and, and you know granted this is probably having its roots back into Genesis 6 we have the fallen angels and, and, and you know the Nephilim and the men of old the men of renown and all of this probably where a lot of this got its beginnings. And so again, think Fallen Angels of Genesis 6 when we're talking about this subject. Good referred to the technologies depicted in Stargate SG-1 as fairly accurate illustration of how ring-shaped ancient portals or Stargates actually look and work. He said that the navigation system is similar to how the internet operates whereby numerical sequences are assigned for individual computers, networks, ISPs, and countries. This is the basis for the IP internet protocol numbers, which are the backbone of navigating the World Wide Web. Meaning, if you have a gate address, a Stargate address, it would be a set of numerical numbers. That's how it's portrayed in the Stargate series. Similarly, Good says that a series of numerical coordinates based on hyperdimensional mathematics designate different galaxies, solar systems, planets, which become the address for a particular portal. This has similarities with a coordinate navigation system depicted in the original Stargate movie, 1994. And then it was incorporated in the Stargate SG-1 television series. I mean, listen, if you had Satan, and then you had fallen angels, he took a third of them with him, and then you had ones that literally fell even further by coming to Earth and procreating with women, okay, you gotta believe they're pretty smart you know you gotta believe they could probably figure out how to do this and potentially when they lost their heavenly angelic status maybe they needed a way to get around maybe some of their powers were stripped from them maybe they didn't have the ability to transverse the universe at at a moment's will i'm speculating here totally speculating but if they if that did happen to them, or let's say the Nephilim, which weren't spiritual beings like the fallen angels, and they wanted to go to a different part of the universe, well, they're not going to just be able to maybe teleport themselves there in a spiritual way. Maybe they've got to go in a physical way. I don't know. But I'm telling you, it's not out of the realm of possibility that these types of technologies could have been engineered by the fallen angels. You know? So... That's just something to think about there. I've also heard that people that say that if you go through these, and, and this this is never portrayed on Stargate SG One or any of the other ones, but that I have heard in a couple different instances that if you decide to go through one of these things, you basically have to die. It basically does something to you where it's like your your soul's been sucked yeah you get through it okay but you're you're not the same person on the other side so again nothing i would ever mess with okay this is not something god wants us doing if you're ever offered the opportunity okay because um it's just it's not of god it's not of god so anyway let's go further here um Anyway, it says this, this numerical things are built into these things and they become the address for a particular portal. This is similarities with the coordinate navigation systems depicted in the original Stargate movie going all the way back to 1994. And, and again, they always commingle it too with these gods of old, these like, um, you know, um, Ra, the sun god and, 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 um. I don't know, all of the ancient Egyptian gods. They tie that in. It was heavily tied into the 1994 original Stargate movie. You know, Anubis, Ra, all of these ancient Egyptian gods, which is where supposedly this technology originally came from. And then again, go back to most likely pre-flood to get the start of that. And they incorporated this into the Stargate SG-1 television series. Good is not alone in describing such a numerical address system. Wilcock pointed out that another secret space program whistleblower named Henry Deacon, aka Arthur Newman, also claims that this is the navigation method used for portal travel. Deacon began publicly disclosing this information regarding the portal Stargates back in the 2006 interview on Project Camelot. Good said that these ancient portals have been found all over the world and that these are highly sought after by covert teams from the U.S. and other countries. Another whistleblower, Dan Burisich, claims that he was part of a covert team that went into Iraq to find its portal technologies. Indeed, Deakin independently confirmed that a Stargate had been discovered in Iraq. It's interesting because I'm almost positive that in the original Stargate movie, that that had something to do with finding a portal, and I believe it was somewhere in the Middle East. I think it might have been in Iraq. You know? So, there was much circumstantial evidence supporting Burnish's and Deacon's claim that the real reason for the U.S. invasion of Iraq was to find ancient portal technologies, as I proposed back in 2003. Now, I I will say I heard that way back. Way back when I heard that about Iraq. I didn't say anything. Because I really hadn't done enough research. I don't think my listeners were quite ready for this level of information at that point. Hadn't compiled enough. Hadn't been, you know, it was way too speculative. But it's just I've gotten so much more confirmation since then. Okay, I just was curious. And I I, I tried to see if I could find the original Stargate movie where they found the original Stargate. And I was able to find it online on movie, movie clips thing. Um... Star, Stargate is discovered. They find it in nineteen twenty-eight in Giza, Egypt, right like near the pyramids, essentially, which is kind of where you'd expect it. And this is all that first episode is all about the sun god Ra and, and all of this garbage, and they tie it all into this stuff. You know, it, it's so satanic. So I just watched a couple clips from the original Stargate movie, which was probably the first place we'd actually ever seen this level of technology this type of technology portrayed on the old silver screen and again it was discovered in Giza Egypt so it's discovered in the Middle East in 1920 they don't know what it is then they flash forward I don't know 80 years to Cheyenne Mountain underneath Cheyenne Mountain where they actually have the Stargate and they're trying to figure it out and they've got all these computers hooked up to it and they're it takes just this unbelievable amount of power to power the thing up to generate this wormhole, and, and they finally figure out how to do it. But it has all of these ancient Egyptian symbols on it, and they have to be encoded, and um, that's, that's how you open up these, these gates, uh, these, these wormholes. So that's kind of the whole concept here, if, if you're not familiar with it. So let's go back to this report here. And, uh, oh boy, where did I leave off? So, again, just to restate that, that there is much circumstantial evidence supporting Burish's and Deacon's claim that the real reason for the U.S. invasion of Iraq was to find ancient portal technologies, as I proposed back in 2003. And, again, I've been very familiar with that for over a decade. This is the first time I've ever said anything, because this is the first time I've ever really done a study where we, I think, where we got into this. I I might have touched on Stargate some before, but... Uh, the most startling aspect of Good's testimony is that the natural ancient portal systems form a cosmic web that spans the universe by jumping from one portal location to another. One can travel incredible distances between galaxies and across the universe. Good's claim of a cosmic web of portals was also depicted in the Stargate SG-1 series, well, then also of Stargate Atlantis and Stargate Universe. The number of similarities between Good's account of portal travel with that depicted in stargate one uh stargate i'm sorry stargate sgi um, raises uh an intriguing possibility was the series part of a soft disclosure program or an acclimation program whereby the entertainment industry was used to prepare the public for the truth about portal travel it is very plausible that the producers of stargate sg1 um, were given the ideas that would disclose the highly advanced uh, science used for portal travel using fiction as a cover. So continuing, goes on to say many episodes of the series depicted how the Stargate portal technology was kept secret from the Earth's population, which is exactly what's happened if you think about it, any ethical problems this caused with the United States Air Force personnel. Credits showing the uh, United States Air Force and Space Command cooperation with Stargate SG-1 production um, were there at the the very, very end of, I I think, of almost all the episodes. Uh, This is unbelievable. I mean, here you have a screenshot of the ending credits where it says production services... Provided by Stargate SG-1 Productions, we gratefully acknowledge the cooperation of the Department of Defense, Department of Air Force, and U.S. Space Command. I mean, what other other sci-fi show has these types of credentials worked into them? In other words, it might be pretty important whatever they're trying to convey here when the government is literally weighing in and yoking up with a Hollywood production sci-fi in order to get some type of point across. Kind of really makes you think a little bit. You know, I'm not making this stuff up. It's, <laughs> it's true. One episode even featured the United States Air Force's then-serving Chief of Staff, General Michael Ryan, who appeared in the Cheyenne Mountain Complex, which housed the ancient Stargate technology. I mean, they've got the acting United States Air Force Chief of Staff, General Michael Ryan, making cameo appearances in one of the episodes. You don't see that. You don't see high-level military making cameo appearances in in Hollywood productions, typically. You generally don't see that. Again, kind of makes you wonder what's going on. It is very unusual for a sitting member of the Joint Chiefs of Staff to do a cameo for television, let alone a science fiction show depicting his military service hiding advanced technology from the public for national security reasons. The Stargate episode clearly implied that the very senior officials at the USAF were in favor of soft disclosure through the entertainment industry. Wow. There are many more parallels between the Stargate SG-1 series and Corey Good's revelations about portal travel system used in the secret space programs. He has earlier described full disclosure as an event that will soon occur through massive document dumps, but again, he's backpedaled on that because of recent news that he's received that they're going to most likely go to a more soft disclosure mode, but who knows. Going further, in his, in the latest episode of Cosmic Disclosure, Good reveals that the general public has been silently prepared for an event by soft disclosure offered by popular shows such as Stargate SG-1. So that's all I'm going to go into with this part. I don't want to run over. And uh, we will end part three, I believe, we're on. And we will go to part four next. God bless you.